0: It's The Rant. My name is Jeff Rackle, it is Friday, September 11th. Negative one days until the start of the NFL season, baby. How about that? How about that opener? Clyde Edwards, helaire owners. Hey, I, try, I tried to make sure we were going in with tempered expectations, but we don't need to temper him anymore. Man, did he look good in the run game there uh, for Kansas City. And man, did Kansas City want to feed him in the red zone. Could be a big year for CEH. That was a fun one. Not going to spend a lot of time recapping. I'd rather look forward on today's show. So We're going to break down the remaining 13 games this weekend. Of course, remember, we have two Monday night games, so we'll get to those on Monday's show. Before I get into that, of course, I got to tell you about our sponsor for the show, Monkey Knife Fight. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Of course you do. Well, you got to check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com, there's no salary caps. You don't have to play against the Sharks. and That means anyone has a chance of winning, even you. Monkeyknifefight.com has tons of fun daily contests and all the sports you love. Football, of course. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, eSports. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. And you know what else? Monkeyknifefight.com has a free $5 game just for you, just for signing up. And if you sign up right now using the promo code RANT, you'll have your first deposit instantly matched up to $50. With a name like MonkeyKnifeFight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're getting into when you sign up to play monkeys and knives and sports. Sign up to play today at MonkeyKnifeFight.com. Play to MKF and win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions big way to help out the show. Use that promo code RANT. Last night was awesome, though, telling you. Player props, uh, I had seven props up over at ftnbets.com. I went four and three, uh, ended up plus units, like plus like 1.5, or plus 0.15 units, but whatever, I'll take the plus. It's off to a good start. Already putting props up. We're getting the initial lines out now. There are a couple <laughs> that are pretty interesting, so if you want those over at ftnbets.com. But here's what we're gonna do on Friday podcasts going forward for the next 16 weeks, give or take, roughly. I think might be four months, give or take. Uh, we're gonna preview these games. Gonna give you a quick sort of upgrade, downgrade, if necessary. In some instances, that may not be necessary. I may basically say, "Hey, it's middle of the road," and if I don't name your player. Well, that means your player, you're not upgrading or downgrading. Now, I will say the one thing about matchups that most fantasy players will tend to do is they overvalue the matchups. Don't get too crazy. Bad matchups can move players down slightly. Good matchups can move them up slightly. But really, don't have dramatic movement in your matchups or based on your matchups in your uh, start-sit decisions or anything like that. All right? So let's start with Seattle and Atlanta And of course, I went over the wide receiver cornerback matchups on the show yesterday. So if you missed it, go back, listen to it. Other than last night's game, everything's still relevant. A couple injury notes that I'll get to, though, as we go through here. But uh, anyway, Seattle, Atlanta, love Russell Wilson in this one. Atlanta allowing the fifth most fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks. They really couldn't get after the quarterback. And I don't think that changes much here. I mean, Russ is just going to have his way. So you drafted him to be a top 10 fantasy quarterback. He is a top 10 fantasy quarterback. Top five, really, this week. I like the pairing with him and DK Metcalf. On the other side, Hayden Hurst. I think he gets off to a nice debut here. I'll give you a little tease on one of the prop bets that I've already played. Hayden Hurst over three and a half receptions. It's largely because last year, Seattle, they allowed an average of 6.1 catches per game to opposing tight ends. Now that's not individual, that's tight end groups, but there's really nobody else who's gonna catch the ball here for Atlanta among the tight ends. Hearst is a tight end one this week. Moving on to the Jets and the Buffalo Bills, basically downgrading all the Jets. Not you're not starting Sam Darnold, obviously, but I wouldn't be looking at Chris Herndon, for example, this week. Brashad Perryman, I talked about yesterday, he on the he's on the bench. Um Le'Veon Bell, I guess, is an RB two. I'm gonna use him, but that's about it. On the other side, I mean, you're kind of playing the status quo. Josh Allen is in play, pretty solid play here. Obviously, uh, you're going to use Diggs as a wide receiver three with upside. I'm going to avoid the backfield: Zach Moss and Devin Singletary. I don't know who's going to touch the ball here. I, you know, Joe Biscaglia keeps beating you know beating the drum for Zach Moss. I'm going to believe it after I see it. There are some situations where in Week One it's better to just have that guy on the bench. Uh, and I'd rather have him go off on the bench than stink it up in my starting lineup. So I'm fading this situation outright Singletary and Moss. uh Chicago and Detroit, of course, the big news here that uh well, man, injuries are a that's the one thing I don't miss about football every year when it comes back around. I'm like man I don't miss injuries. Kenny Galladay, doubtful in this one, so he's not going to play. That moves Marvin Jones way up into basically is like a top 15 play. Not going to get too crazy. He's still a wide receiver too, but he is the top dog, and that is a, not a bad matchup for him uh, for sure. But Matthew Stafford, I mean... The the Bears actually allowed 6.6 yards per attempt. They were the number 26 matchup for opposing quarterbacks last year, so it's not a complete pushover, but he has had a lot of success against them in his career. Uh, in terms of the other side, looks like David Montgomery has a really good chance of playing. If you drafted him, you got a steal on him. You got great value, and this is a really nice matchup. The Lions uh, were... Very friendly to opposing running backs. Six most fantasy points per game to the position. I've already talked ad nauseum this week about how I'm using Mitchell Trubisky in DFS. Lines allowing 2.1 passing scores per game last year. And while they did draft Jeffrey Akuda, doesn't really change anything in week one. It could be a little bit of a rough go here for Akuda. On to Green Bay, Minnesota, I've talked about how things are good for Devontae Adams, but believe it or not, this is not the best matchup for Aaron Rodgers. Minnesota only allowing 1.4 passing scores per game last year. So I'll tell you, I am going to keep Rodgers on the pine if I drafted him. I still don't mind where you drafted him. I think he's a fine value where you drafted him, but he's certainly not a every week starter type at this point. Maybe he proves this wrong there, but for now, no thank you. On the other side, Dalvin Cook, baby. He's my number two running back for the week. Moved him up after really looking at this matchup. Green Bay allowing 4.9 yards per carry to running backs. Cook's going to get fed the ball early and often. He's an elite play this week. Miami, New England. Oh, you love to hate Cam Newton. You love to hate Cam Newton, but he gets the upgrade this week. Oh, we're breaking into the Dickie Boy, It's awesome, baby. Mr. Battier. Cam Newton is set up for success this week. Uh, love, love, love the matchup. Uh, Miami allowing the most tu- passing touchdowns last year to opposing quarterbacks, so not including anything that anybody else threw. <laughs> Kickers or punters throwing touchdowns to each other. Yeah, so anyway, Miami, this is a great matchup for Cam, and I mentioned yesterday I like Julian Edelman here as well. On the other side, you just hate the entire matchups. You like everything. If you're even tempted to use Jordan Howard or Matt Brady, just remember, New England allowed one rushing touchdown last year. One. One. (laughs) On the whole season, to opposing running backs. So yeah, not using those guys. Uh, Moving on to Philly and Washington, we're still seeing what what's happening with Miles Sanders. We'll have to keep a close eye on it. We do know that Alshon is out. Jalen Rager, another full practice, he could be he could be in for this one. But Miles Sanders, even though you know he's questionable, he's he very likely will be limited if he plays. I still am going to use him because of the matchup. Washington allowed 122.7 rushing yards to opposing backfield. Uh, You got to use him. Carson Wentz is definitely in play. Uh, It was the third most passing touchdowns per game allowed by Washington last year 2.2. And really, even though they're banged up at wideout, like I love Zach Ertz this week. I love Dallas Goddard this week. I am having, I'm going to have exposure to both of them this week in DFS. And I'm tempted in some instances, like if I'm at a, if I went like a TJ Hawkinson or a Noah Fant and Dallas Goddard one. You know, so I have Fant and Goddard. I'm starting Goddard, not Fant, or I'm starting Goddard, not Hawkinson, this week. Won't be that way every single week. But on the other side, I'm reluctant to go all in on Antonio Gibson. Like he's chalky for me in DFS because he's so he's four thousand bucks on DK. But in season long, I'm reluctant to use him as anything more than a flex, just because a the matchup's bad. Sixty nine point four rushing yards per game to opposing backfields with the Eagles allowed last year. And also, we don't know his role, so we'll pump the brakes a little bit. Vegas, Carolina. Josh Jacobs is the cheat code. Carolina's run defense last year was putrid, and I don't think they're going to be that much better, even though they they did address the front seven in the draft. On the other side, well, the Raiders were really friendly to opposing quarterbacks. They were one of just six teams to allow more than two passing scores per game, I don't think this is an endorsement of Teddy. Like DFS, sure, do whatever you want in DFS because there's like a really a different set of rules there. But for season long, it, it is another endorsement of DJ Moore for me. I love DJ Moore this week. Top 10 play. Indy, Jacksonville, the Jags struggle against the run. They actually, it was the, it was them, not Carolina, who allowed the most yards per carry. Just Carolina faced crazy volume too. But 5.34 yards per carry. And they were the number three fantasy matchup for the position. Bigger question here what do you do if you have Jonathan Taylor and Marlon Mack? I'm going to buy Jonathan Taylor being Marlon Mack's uh, backup, or he's there to spell him when I see it. I don't think I'm going to see it, though. I'm playing Jonathan Taylor as a back end RB2. I'm going to fade Marlon Mack here. I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but uh just can't. The, the, the signs don't point to that. On the other side, James Robinson is the lead back. He is not in a good matchup. Indy allowed four rushing scores to running backs last year, so only the Patriots were below them. That's not a good matchup. It's not going to be a good game script. I can't, there's no way I'm using James Robinson this this week. Not in this game, not in this game. Speaking of not using, not using Baker Mayfield, Cleveland at Baltimore, boy, oh boy, this is a brutal matchup for Cleveland. They are facing the number 31 matchup for quarterbacks from last year, the number 29 matchup for running backs, and the number 32 matchup for tight ends. So there's no way you use Baker. There's no way you use Austin Hooper. I don't think you can get around using Nick Chubb, but just temper your expectations. He's an RB 2 and it's it's going to be a tough one. There's no doubt about it. On the other side, we know what we're doing with Lamar. Mark Andrews too. I mean, it's a great matchup, but you're using him anyway. The bigger question is Mark Ingram, J.K. Dobbins, and I think for now it's probably safest to view Ingram as the RB two, Dobbins as the ride the bench, and we'll see what we have him guy. And again, I could be wrong on that one. Heading into Week One, crazy stuff happens in Week One, but that's how I'm playing that backfield. The Chargers and the Bengals sets up very well for Terod Taylor. He's our screaming streamer of the week. Austin Eckler as well in a good spot. I think the game script's just going to be favorable here for for the Chargers just in general, I don't expect a ton of pass volume from Terod Taylor, but I think he's in a, you know, he's in a good spot where he can be a top 15 fantasy quarterback, on the other side though, somebody had asked me, would you, you know, Pouncey's not going to play, so I, I'm not really worried about that, and the question was, would you start Burrow over Taylor, like no, no, This matchup's really tough. And you know, the the big thing too is opposing offense has only attempted 28.9 passes per game against the Chargers last year. That was the lowest in the league. So lower volume, fifth U.S. fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks, a brutal secondary for him to face in his debut. I'm fading him outright, but I will be playing Joe Mixon uh, with confidence actually. The Bengals showed last year that even in even in poor game scripts they're going to feed him the rock, and it's the number twelve matchup from last year for opposing running backs, so not too shabby there, uh, for bro Mixon. Tampa, New Orleans. Here's the other bad news: <laughs> injuries suck, man. Injuries suck so bad. Um, Mike Evans is doubtful, so that means he's not playing. If you're doubtful and you play, that's pretty darn rare. Uh, he would need some kind of miraculous turnaround, I mean, so he he was limited in practice too, which is kind of crazy, but the doubtful tag is the key indicator here, not the limited in practice, so if he's not going to play, then uh, we'll we'll see, you know, Scotty Miller, we'll see Justin Watson, it doesn't matter who we see there, we're going to see plenty of Chris Godwin here, and I wouldn't expect Marshawn Lattimore to shadow him uh, because of Godwin being in the slot, So Godwin's going to eat, but you know the big thing here is Brady is in a great position. New Orleans was the number 12 matchup for signal callers, and it was largely because because of volume. Only Tampa on the other side of this one, and Detroit saw more passing attempts per game thrown against them. 37.6 against the Saints last year, so that's good. And I'm fading this backfield. It is a bad matchup. Uh, Six few fantasy points per game for running backs against the Saints. And really little clarity. I mean, even if Ronald Jones is the clear lead guy, I'm just going to fade him this week, and we'll see what we have with Leonard Fournette. On the other side, tough matchup. Hey, Tampa is a good run defense. They're the only defense who figured out the cipher to Christian McCaffrey last year, but doesn't mean you're fading Alvin Camaro. You know, just doesn't matter. And uh, Drew Brees, well, he set up to throw. Like I said, there could be a lot of passing in this contest. Tampa saw a league-high 41.3 passing attempts per game thrown against them last year. So yeah, <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Uh, like him as a top 10 option. Arizona, San Francisco, no way around it for Arizona. I mean, this is a brutal matchup. Kenyon Drake is, it, it's a tough one, man. Second fewest fantasy points per game, Allowed to running backs is what the 49ers did last year. But this is one of those where again I'm not gonna get too cute about this. Like Kenyon Drake, yes, he's moving down ordinarily. In a vacuum, I rank him eight or nine. This week I'm ranking him fifteen. Like that's a pretty big drop off, but it's not I'm ranking him at fifty. So if you own Kenyon Drake, don't like fantasy players do this to themselves every year. They think themselves into a corner and try to punch their way out, and and you're never gonna win. You ne- if you fight against fantasy football, you're never going to win. The, the higher percentage play in most instances, with if you're looking on your bench, is going to be Kenyon Drake, all right? So don't overthink that one. It's tough to trust Kyler Murray this week, though. In one quarterback leagues, I mean, San Francisco is the only team to hold opposing signal callers to under six yards per passing attempt. So fading Kyler Murray. On the other side, George Kittle is going to eat. This massive upgrade of a matchup, and he's also a rock star. This team allowed 16 receiving scores to tight ends last year, so yeah, George Kittle, giddy up. Jimmy G has a great matchup, but don't get too cute with this one either. At best, he's a low ceiling QB2 option. Not going to use him in one quarterback leagues. It's Jimmy Garoppolo. We, We know what he is. He's a low ADOT guy. This is one of those where Kittle will get his. And I do expect the the run game to to be solid here. I mean, you know, Raheem Mostert's an RB2. That's, that's what he is. Don't get too cute with Jimmy G. All right, let's round it out with Sunday night football, Dallas and the Rams. I mean, this is a middle-of-the-road set of matchups almost across the board. I already talked about Amari Cooper, and that's another one where I'm not going to go overboard. If you're asking me, like, Marquise Brown or Amari Cooper, like, come on, it's still Amari Cooper. He's still a top 20 option, even though he's going to see a shadow from Jalen Ramsey. On the other side, so everybody else is pretty straightforward there. On the other side, pretty much the same thing, uh, with the exception of an upgrade for Tyler Higby. The defense will look a little different than it did last year, but this is a team that did give up a lot of fantasy points to opposing tight ends, and I do expect the Rams to use Higby heavily this weekend. So there you go Uh, with all the matchups. Of course, we'll do Pittsburgh and the Giants and then Tennessee and Denver on Monday's podcast. And uh, in the meantime, well, a couple things you can do for me. First and foremost, go check out ftnfantasy.com. By the way, I I, I figured this is going to happen, and it happened. People got a little upset that the wide receiver cornerback matchup tool was not on FTN Fantasy, and it was only on FTN Daily. So uh, thankfully, our, our CEO decided, okay, let's just put it on FTN Fantasy as well for platinum subscribers. So you want it, you can get it there now too. In addition to that, heading over to FTNFantasy.com, you can use the promo code RATPACK to get you 10% off. And that's across any of the, you know, if you want my player props on FTN bets, you know, same thing, promo code, same thing on FTN Daily, promo code Pack. Uh, Also, this weekend, Sunday morning, baby, I will be on your television, perhaps. If you happen to get CBS Sports Network from 8 a.m. to noon Eastern, that other pregame show hosted by the great Adam Shine. well, this will be my fifth year on the show. uh, Fantasy advice from yours truly, the morning of. It's a great show to just have on the background as well, so check that out on CBS Sports Network this weekend and every weekend for the next five months or so, give or take, give or take. It's a lot of fun to do that show for sure, and and it's great viewing. If I wasn't on it, I'd be watching it. Uh, You can, of course, also keep doing me that favor of reviewing the show on iTunes, really simple way to do it. If you have an iPhone, open up the podcast app, go to my podcast, The Rant, scroll down to the bottom, click the stars, and you are done. That's it. That simple, plain and simple at Jeff Ratcliffe on Twitter, at Jeff Ratcliffe on Instagram, and use the hashtag Rat Pack. That way I know you're a listener of the show. I'm going to be back on Monday. Before then, we have 13 freaking football games. 13 games. I can't wait for Sunday, baby. Enjoy the football. I'll catch you on the flip side for another edition of the pod. I'm Jeff Ratcliffe, and I'm out of here.